Welcome to the Eat Well, Sleep Great, Run Far podcast. My name is Will Franz, and I'm here to help you go farther, faster, and longer without injuries, gut problems, or giving up your favorite foods. For this first episode of the podcast, I wanted to share a little bit about me, what I do, and what you can expect to get out of listening to this show. I am a lifelong athlete, and I've dabbled in a lot of different sports. Before I was 18, I tried everything, including football and baseball and tennis and track and wrestling and you name it. I finally found a real love with Ultimate Frisbee. And I love the sport and the community, but I always really struggled with some of the athleticism because I was kind of a chubby teenager. Other than a growth spurt in ninth grade, nothing really seemed to work to help me drop the extra fat, and I just kind of accepted that I wasn't going to like how I looked or felt all the time. And I tried a wide array of diets and different types of exercise, but I couldn't really make anything stick. Granted, there were other factors. When I was 18, I learned that I had a pretty severely deviated septum and particularly small nasal passages. I actually got surgery for those on my 19th birthday, and they're still only about 60% of what you'd consider normal. So breathing is still a little hard for me, which is complicated when it comes to endurance stuff. But a lot of it was consistency. When it comes to anything, uh, consistency is key. And I just couldn't find something that I enjoyed enough to do the long term. Be it the Atkins diet, because I love carbs, or running, which is never really my favorite thing. I just couldn't stay consistent when it came to fitness. Then the summer before my junior year in college, I, I was 20, I found the warrior diet, which is an extreme one meal a day protocol, kettlebells, bodyweight calisthenics, and cycling. And I lost 50 pounds in less than nine months. I got really strong and I finally started to feel good about myself and how I looked. In retrospect, it was a little fast and it set me up for some long-term setbacks, but it felt really great at the time. Fast forward a couple of years and I was cycling at least 200 miles per week between my job as a bike delivery guy and some long weekend rides. And while I loved my training and what it had done for me, I was tired all the time, but I just kind of figured that's what you had to do to get what you wanted. I've always idolized people like Henry Rollins and Jocko Willink, you know, driven people who slept five or six hours per night and trained every day. And that's what I decided to do too. So I just leaned into the exhaustion. If I had to be tired to get where I wanted to be, I was more than willing to do that. And that was my story for quite a while. I trained hard, I didn't eat very much, I rarely slept, and I put in the work. And that style of training let me do a lot of great stuff. I ran a Tough Mudder, I helped my Ultimate Frisbee team get to the national finals in Korea, I hiked mountains in New Zealand to Japan, and then when I got back from teaching English in Korea, I decided I wanted to work at a ski resort. And that brought me to Park City, Utah. I worked for one winter as a lifty, and the following winter I took a job as a night shift groomer. I drove machines, I made snow flat, and I slept during the day. And I quickly learned that when you're working 70 plus hour weeks, never sleeping, and sitting down all the time, a lot of things change. I gained 30 pounds in about three months, 
And this was also the same year that my dad died after a long battle with liver disease. And if you've never seen someone at the end of liver disease, it's bleak. My dad has always been the strongest person I knew. He was great and just a brutally hard worker. And it was really hard to watch him fall apart from hepatic encephalitis. Anybody who's never watched someone go through that, um, it's very much like dementia. So if you've ever seen dementia, you know what it's like. And it's miserable for everyone. And all of that pushed me down a rabbit hole of learning about health and fitness. I started to study food and health. I learned the importance of sleep and recovery. I started to figure out that all of those injuries I had over the years, the sprained ankle and the separated shoulder and the knee problems, were at least partially a result of under-recovery. I learned I would probably have achieved a lot more of my goals if I took better care of myself and created a good balance of work to recovery. I would also be able to do more of this stuff for more years if I took care of myself and I wouldn't burn out in my 50s. So I got certified as both a personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I started to help people try to achieve their goals. And you'll notice up to this point, running was not a large part of my story. I've never been a big runner. I've done a lot of it in order to train for other sports, but it was always a means to an end. I didn't want to run. I wanted to climb mountains, stay fit, and play ultimate frisbee. Running was a part of that, but it wasn't the end goal. Then, a couple years ago, I found ultra running. My girlfriend's dad is an ultra runner. He helps to run the Twisted Fork race in Park City, Utah, every year, and I was volunteered to help at an aid station. And this is where I learned about this sport, at the final aid station, about 40 miles in to a 45-mile race. And I was fascinated. To be clear, I didn't have a whole lot of interest in doing it yet, but I didn't really even know this was a thing. Like, people run how far? And I know it's a played-out joke. I don't even like to drive that far. But seriously, you're going to run 100 miles. I don't like to drive that far. It also made me think, like, could I do it? And I kept seeing these people come through the aid station in various stages of success or exhaustion. And I was wondering, could I do this? And then I started working with some endurance athletes, including ultra runners. It wasn't exactly intentional, it just sort of happened. I knew a bunch of people who knew ultra runners, and they knew I did nutrition, so I started helping people get their nutrition sorted to run for 12 hours, or do really long triathlons, or summit Everest. I was helping people get rid of race day gut issues and bonking that they'd been experiencing for years, so I leaned into it. I started learning about the sport, and I realized that very few people were treating ultra runners as whole athletes. I saw great running calendars and strength programs and nutrition advice. I also saw a lot of garbage, but what I really noticed was a lack of personalization. There were very few people connecting the dots. This is why the keto diet worked for athlete A, but it makes you feel like you're about to die. This is why this particular supplement seemed to help your friend, but it's not working for you. This is why your race day nutrition should be different than athlete-wise. I saw a lot of opinions on everything, (laughs) but there was very little explanation for why they might work for someone and yet not work for another person. And the more I learned, the more I fell in love with the sport. Here's this group of people that loves to do really hard shit outside. And I love to do hard shit outside. It's also just a group of people that wants to be better but the sheer nature of the sport leads to a lot of misinformation. 
For example, most people shouldn't fuel a 50k the same as a 200 miler. Yes, they're both ultramarathons, but one is six times longer than the other. They're not the same activity, and we shouldn't train for them the same. Like if you tell someone that Usain Bolt's training doesn't or shouldn't look the same as Iliad Kipchoge, that seems to make sense. Yet, when it comes to ultra running, we don't seem to understand that to quite the same degree. So I started a Facebook group, Trail and Ultra Running Nutrition, where I did live trainings, or I'm still doing live trainings every week. And now I'm going to do the same thing in podcast format. Personally, I'm still not a great runner, but I'm enjoying it for the first time in my life. And I've found a group of people that make sense to me. Most ultra runners are more than a little bit crazy, but you're all very much my type of crazy. You want to do really hard stuff outdoors. I get that, and I want to help you do it better. So that's what this podcast is. It's a place to learn how you can get better at this crazy sport, because running is complicated. It is hard, and when it comes to training, everything matters. For most of us, training isn't everything. We have lives outside of running. But everything is training. How we eat and sleep and live all affect our performance. And I just want to help you find your whole self as an athlete so you can get the most out of your training and enjoy this sport for years to come. I know this episode is a little short on information. I'm going to drop it at the same time as I drop a few other episodes. So if you want to know more about the actual aspects of training, go listen to those. If you stuck around for this one, thank you very much. And keep an eye on this feed. It will keep updating week to week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the show. To be clear, I'm not a doctor nor a registered dietitian, and nothing you heard was medical advice. You should always speak with a qualified medical professional before making any changes to your training regimen. If you enjoy the podcast or found it useful, please take a couple seconds to give it a rating or share it with a friend. Every little bit helps. And if you want more of this information, please head to the Trail and Ultra Running Nutrition group on Facebook. You'll be in good company with other like-minded people who like to do hard stuff outside.